0: All right, the anointing. Like I said, the anointing is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And without it, we can't have any of the other manifestations of the Holy Spirit. All right, so it's one of, if not the most important manifestation of the Holy Spirit because, as I said, we can't have the others without it. Turn to Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. It states, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Can I get an amen? So people of God, this is a prophecy from God through the prophet Isaiah about Jesus Christ the Messiah and how he came to destroy the works of the devil. How did he do it? By the anointing. I said by the anointing. Everyone say by the anointing. Say it again. Say it again. It's by the anointing or because of the anointing oil. Now, there's a few powerful revelations we need to see here. First of all, it states, it shall come to pass in that day. What day is this prophecy referring to? It's referring to the day Jesus comes. The day Jesus deals with sin, Satan, demons, and the kingdom of darkness. Through his life, suffering, shed blood, crucifixion, burial, And resurrection, which we all know has already been fulfilled. That's why you and I and every born again believer are born again and have his Holy Spirit living within us. Amen. Then it says that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. So it doesn't say the burden or the yoke. It says his burden, his yoke, whose burden, whose yoke, the burden of sin, the burden of Satan, demons, and the kingdom of darkness. And that's exactly what's happened. Jesus has taken away the burden of the enemy from our shoulder and his yoke from our neck. In other words, from Adam to Christ, all humankind was under the bondage of Satan. But when Jesus came... He completely destroyed that bondage so that now anyone can accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Saviour, confess and repent of their sins, have those sins forgiven and cleansed by the blood of Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit in them and be born again. Amen. That's why you're here now. That's who you are now because of Jesus and the anointing or the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then it says, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil, all right? So this clearly reveals it's the anointing that breaks burdens and destroys yokes, more specifically the burden and yoke of sin, Satan, demons, and the kingdom of darkness, amen? Now there's something very powerful here we need to see. The word destroyed here in the Hebrew literally means to crush or explode into powder, so that something cannot be repaired or put back together or fixed. I'm going to say that again because that's very powerful. The word destroyed there in the Hebrew literally means to crush or explode into powder so that something cannot be put together, repaired or fixed. It's totally destroyed, completely destroyed, utterly destroyed. So Jesus came. And completely, utterly, totally destroyed, crushed, exploded into powder. The authority and power of sin, Satan, demons and all the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Amen. To the point where it cannot be repaired, put together or fixed. Now, some may argue and say, well, why are Satan and demons still here? Why are people still affected by sin and Satan and demons and the kingdom of darkness? Well, people of God, there is going to come a day, which is called the day of judgment, when sin, Satan, demons and all the kingdom of darkness will be thrown into the lake of fire, never to be remembered again. But the difference now is, Jesus Christ has totally overcome them and has given us authority, power, and victory over them. He's given humankind authority, power, and victory over them, which means anyone who is born again is given that authority, power, and victory by Jesus over sin, Satan, demons, and the kingdom of darkness. Why? Because Jesus has totally, completely, and utterly destroyed, crushed, exploded to powder sin, Satan, demons, and all the kingdom of darkness to the point where they cannot be restored. Amen. It's people who are being restored now. Satan was breaking humankind. Jesus broke him to the point where he can't be restored and now humankind is being restored. Can you give me a big amen? Can you give him a big thank you for it? That's what it means. And how did he do it? by the anointing. Everyone say with me again, because of the anointing. Say it again. Say it again. Because of the anointing oil or because of the anointing. Amen. Go to John chapter 3 verse 34. So firstly, I'm going to read it from the King James Version, then I'm going to read it from the New King James Version. So the King James Version states, For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. So in the context, it's John the Baptist talking about how God the Father gave Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit without measure. So we could also say because God the Father gave Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit without measure, he also gave him the anointing without measure. Why? Because the anointing comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not come from the anointing. The anointing comes from the Holy Spirit. Actually, the anointing is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Now, notice in the King James Version, it specifically refers to Jesus. Let me read it again. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. All right? So when it says that, it's John the Baptist specifically stating the Father has given Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit and we can also say the anointing without measure. Now go to John chapter 3, verse 34 in the New King James Version. I'm going to read it from the New King James Version now and you'll see it's a little different. It states, For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. So notice a different variation there. It's still John the Baptist speaking of God the Father giving Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit without measure, and we can also say the anointing without measure. But notice there's a slight difference at the end of the verse. It says, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. So it's a generalisation. In the King James Version, it states, For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. So it's specifically referring to Jesus Christ. But here in the New King James Version, it says, For God does not give the Spirit by measure. So it's a generalization. And one of the things that means is that it was not only for Jesus. It wasn't exclusive to Jesus Who is it also for? You and I, born again believers, the church. Why? Well, because you and I are born again and filled with the Holy Spirit of God the Father and Jesus Christ. We are in one with and intimately connected to him, which means we're becoming everything he is and have available to us everything he has. So that means... Because Jesus has the Holy Spirit and anointing without measure, you and I also have the Holy Spirit and anointing without measure. Can you praise him for it? It's just that we don't realize it. We haven't really stepped into the fullness of it. We don't really walk in it. I did a teaching on this last year. It was called the unlimited anointing. I might do it again this year. It is absolutely powerful. When you know who you are and what you have in Christ, it absolutely changes your life. People of God, you and I and all born again believers have the unlimited anointing available to us, but not many of us are walking in it and we're in a season where it's time to walk in it. People of God, we're in a season where it's time we walk in it and we're going to need to walk in it if we're going to bring all these people to Christ, if we're going to see The harvest of souls God said we're going to see in these last days and if you and I are going to be the ones God is going to use to bring it, amen, come on, yeah. See, Jesus didn't come to keep the Holy Spirit and anointing to himself. He came to give it to you. He came to give his Holy Spirit and anointing to you so then we can share it with others so then we can bring more and more and more people to him and salvation because that's the main reason for it amen so that means you and I and every born again believer have the holy spirit and the anointing without measure go to first john chapter 2 verse 20 to verse 21 and verse 26 to verse 27. So first we're going to look at verse 20 to verse 21, then verse 26 to verse 27. Verse 20 to verse 21 states, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. Now, who was John addressing when he said, but you? He was addressing believers. So people of God, this was not only relevant for the believers John was writing to approximately 2,000 years ago, it's also relevant to believers today. In other words, the Holy Spirit is still saying this to you and I and every born again believer today. We have an anointing from the Holy One. Who is the Holy One? Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. And we're anointed because He's anointed. Amen. Because we're in one with an intimately connected to Him and He's anointed We're also anointed. He's the anointed one. We are anointed ones. And it's really time we understood this. Because if we don't, we're not going to be able to go any further because people of God, really, we can't do very much, if not anything at all, without the anointing or without this revelation. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. So this confirms what I just told you from John chapter 3, verse 34, that just as Jesus has the Holy Spirit and anointing without measure, we also have the Holy Spirit and anointing without measure. We at least have it available to us, right? There it says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. Who did we receive it from? The Holy One. Who is the Holy One? Jesus, the anointed one. And you know all things I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and that no lies of the truth. So there, John is basically saying because you're anointed, you know all the truth. Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit who reveals all the truth to you. And it's by the anointing you can receive and know all the truth. Amen? Amen. Didn't Jesus say that of the Holy Spirit, that when the comforter comes, he will lead you into all the truth? Yeah. Now, verse 26 to verse 27. These things I've written to you concerning those who try to deceive you, but the anointing which you have received from him, it it says it again. The anointing which you have received from him. We have received the anointing from him. From who? The Holy One. Who's the Holy One? Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. And because he's the Anointed One, we're anointed ones. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. Abides means lives in you, is in you. And with you and upon you. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in you, with you and upon you. And with the Holy Spirit comes the anointing. The anointing always comes with the Holy Spirit. The anointing always comes with the Holy Spirit. And you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Now, there are Christians who read that and believe it means that because we have the Holy Spirit and the anointing, we don't need teachers in the church. Or we don't need the gift ministry and office of a teacher. That's absolutely wrong. That's a wrong understanding of this. And they've understood it wrongly because they haven't correctly understood the context. You have to understand the context of the verse. The context is that John is warning these believers about people who would deceive them through false teaching. And he's telling them, you have the Holy Spirit, you have the the anointing that teaches you the truth, and it's by that you'll know who's telling you the truth and who isn't. Who's teaching you the truth, who isn't? Who's trying to deceive you and who isn't? What is of the Holy Spirit? What is of the flesh and what is of the enemy? Amen. Amen. That's what he's telling them. Not that we don't need teachers in the church or that the gift ministry and office of a teacher has disappeared. No, that's not what it's saying. Otherwise, people of God, I am sinning against God by standing here teaching you. (laughs) Did you get that? I'm disobeying God by standing here and teaching you if that's actually what it means. It does not mean that. We still have the gift, ministry, and office of a teacher in the body of Christ. We'll still need the gift, ministry, and office of a teacher in the body of Christ because God teaches the church through those who have the gift, ministry, and office of a teacher. That's what it's for. If we get rid of that one, then let's get rid of all the gifts, ministries, offices, and uh, anointings of the Holy Spirit. Let's just get rid of all of them. If we did that, we'll be judged for it that isn't right. And it's this same anointing that causes us to abide in Christ or to remain in Christ. There it says, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So the Holy Spirit by the anointing causes you to remain in and with Christ rather than turning from him on a whim or just because you're a little bit tempted, especially through false teaching. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus said this to his disciples after his resurrection and before he ascended to heaven. Jesus said to his disciples, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Can someone say amen? Jesus said to them and he says to us, Today, but you shall receive power. When do you receive this power? When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That's when you receive this power, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now, the word power here in the Greek is dunamis. Dunamis, D-U-N-A-M-I-S, D-U-N-A-M-I-S, dunamis. And it literally means explosive, dynamite, miracle-working power. And it's referring to the anointing. That right there is referring to the anointing. The anointing is the power of God. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that in a moment. And when does it come upon us? When the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Now, later on, whether in tonight's message or next week's message, because we're going to continue this next week, we're going to look at three experiences or manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you them very quickly right now. He is with you before salvation. He is within you at salvation and comes upon you after salvation. Amen. He is with you before salvation, is in you at salvation, and comes upon you after salvation. This occurred after the disciples received the Holy Spirit and were saved. In John chapter 20, verse 22, there Jesus says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. I will look at that in more detail later in this message, whether we get to it tonight or we continue it next week.